the believers in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Welcome once more in the house of the Lord. We are going to praise and worship Him. And how many have enjoyed the whole convention? And we are just about to close with a bang. Hallelujah. We are looking forward to the ministration of the word tonight. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, my brother just to come and open the service with a word of prayer. Let's just say it reaches to the highest mountain. For it reaches to the highest gift and give off life Lord we once again present ourselves before you oh God Father a moment that you also rejoice when you see your children gather together to give thee praise oh Father like the prophet said there is none can give thee worship that you accept Lord except the redeemed the ones you have claimed by your own blood Father we are the subjects, O oh God, the purchase, Lord, of the blood presented before thee. Lord, we remember the apostle of old when he said, oh, I'm waiting for the moment to present you as a chaste virgin before Christ. O oh God, we are rehearsing the moment where the prophet would present us before you 
on that day, Lord. Father, it would be well with us tonight if you can conclude these meetings, Father. Oh, Lord, by keeping your presence with us, speaking to each and every heart, Lord, as we have availed ourselves, Father, and our faith is overcome, Lord, all the obstacles, Father, and the challenges on the way, Father, that we can just make it to the service. Lord Jesus Christ, we are so thankful, Father, to once again find ourselves, Lord, oh God, in this gathering, Lord, where we expect the heavens to be opened, and Father, the windows of heaven to be opened, Heavenly Father, and the blessings flow. Almighty God, may you command a blessing upon each and every soul. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we sing the songs of Zion, my God, may these praises come before thee, Lord. Oh, Father, that your glory may come down, Father, that we may rejoice in this, your presence, my God. I am praying, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, that God, we have a song leader before us, Lord. You have presented him, oh God, oh Father, to lead us, God, Heavenly Father, may you lay your hand upon him, O God. Oh, Father, that when our ears shall hear the song leading, Father, our hearts will respond, O God. Heavenly Father, and be in unison, O God, with every song, Father, to give thee praise. I am praying, Heavenly Father, once again, you will present the men of God before us, Lord. O God, that we can hear, Lord, through the lips of a man, and yet that has been the media have chosen, O God, that once again you speak to your children, O God. This pulpit, the place of address, Lord. May our souls take heed, my God, and may we be henceforth, my God, made strong and grow stronger and stronger, Lord, and to meet the challenges of the oncoming year, Heavenly Father, with no hesitation, Lord, to present our oh, Father, our bodies as a living sacrifice, Almighty oh, God, in every instant, in every inconvenience, Almighty oh, God, wherever it's not possible, Father, may we find it possible, Lord, by the word loaded in our hearts to present again Christ to this dying world. I am praying, Heavenly Father, may you make us once again a powerhouse. Father, by your grace, may we be enriched, O God, tonight. I commit the service in your precious hands, the song leading, the musicians, everything that we are doing, Father, may it resonate to the praises that should come before thine altar. Tonight, Lord, may this praise be worthy to give thee honor. Indeed, Father, we commit all things, expecting to hear from thee in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Redeemer, and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Before we call our song testimonies, we're just going to take a few songs of praise. Amen. Just to settle the food that we've eaten. I see uh, the some eyes of the believers are a little bit small. Let's get a song that will recharge you a little bit. Amen. Yeah. 
sun where to stand in the morning and who told the ocean you can only come this far and who showed the moon where to hide till evening whose words alone can catch a falling star I know my redeemer lives I know my redeemer lives let all creation testify this life within me
look at the sea. And then I realize no man can turn it. And I said to myself, no man can tell I see the clouds hanging over my head. Lord, I know no man can prove it all. Oh, if you think God is there, mm, you better look around. It must be rainbows in but wait out, no one can find it. gonna die one day but no man can tell who else could make the moon and the sun shine over every city and every town If you think God is dead, mm, you better look around and look around and look around. If you think my God is dead, no, 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 you better look around. If you think God is dead, you better look Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's stand on our feet and sing. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is 
Worthy. 
applause. Amen. We once again greet you, all of you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We just want to say the Fort Elizabeth Saints uh, have left, uh, gone to go back home. May God grant them the traveling mercy. We really appreciate you have had them. May the pillar of fire lead them until they reach their destination safely. Amen. Now, you can take your seats. Uh, I think Brother Ray will just come and say a few words. Rev Tinashe said he doesn't want to say much because he's going to visit us. So we said we will hold him to it. Amen. So, I mean, if you see me, if you see me in the new year, just say, ah, when you remind, you promise us that you're going to visit us. When are you coming? Amen. So, we've announced it, we will expect him. Amen. Just a round of applause for <laughs> our brothers to make it through. Amen. Brother Ray, over to you. Let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise one more time. Amen. Well, God bless you once again. Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's certainly been a tremendous time and a joy for us to be here. Amen. It's been, as far as I remember, I think a, a visit that's been more than a year in the making. Considering what we went through is more than a year now. So, I would like to appreciate the providence of the Lord Jesus Christ towards our lives. To have managed to make it to Whitbank. Amen. Amen. I've had a privilege to have known your pastor and... To regard him one as a personal friend, a mentor, and an elder who's leading a younger generation into a perfect understanding, a certain view of how we ought not to shut ourselves in, but to stretch ourselves in the Lord. And every time I've talked to him, any time we've changed WhatsApp messages and emails and questions, and I've had a chance to hear him speak and I've certainly enjoyed and appreciated everything that he has poured into my life and it's been such a privilege for me personally because if I look how my life has been shaped, it seems the Lord has always sent certain people in my life at strategic positions in my life. Amen. To just shape your way of thinking especially in the Lord. And certainly, Brother Madiba, you've been one of those people. Appreciate your ministry. appreciate your love. I appreciate... just to be considered as a bosom friend to you. And, and more so, that the church in Wheatbank Lighthouse Tabernacle. I wrote your pastor an email at one point and I said, I don't think you people appreciate your pastor that much. 
I'm not judging you, but I'm just trying to encourage you to keep on loving him, appreciating him and his family. Pray for him. Stay with your pastor and you'll grow faster. I'm a beneficiary of that. Though we may have been shaken somewhere along the lines, but the most stable time in my life has been when you recognize that why it had to be shepherds is for a reason. You need a shepherd. Amen. Shall we give our pastor a healthy hand clap? Amen. I trust it will be a love and a friendship and a bond that will last until the coming of the Lord. I owe it to you people, the local assembly, to bring my wife and family back. Amen. We will be back. We will be back. If the Lord tarries, it's certainly something that's right at the back of my mind that would love to come back and show you the reality of what God has done. We spoke about it. We testified about it. We will still continue to testify about it. But it will be nice if you see the young lady. Precious Brother Makumbe, we had a video call with a girl. He spoke to her. And she's doing very well. She still sends her love. And my wife also on behalf of her this evening, she sends her love and appreciation to each and every one of you. Amen. My brother has already said it, but we've been well looked after. From, from the time that I got here Friday night, the, the, the room is quite something. Amen. Send my wife a few pictures and she said, hey, you've been spoiled, eh? Um, I certainly want to appreciate all the sacrifices that's gone behind just to ensure that our visit here has been comfortable. Uh, I certainly have fallen in love with the country and I've been very comfortable. It's the first time I've ever entered another country outside my country of birth and nationality, which is Zimbabwe. Certainly, I've appreciated everything that I've seen in South Africa. Most of all, the believers. It's from the time I landed two weeks ago on a, on a Wednesday. One thing that I would like to share with you that's been a blessing to me is how positively impacted I've been by this message. To the point I told one brother, I said, anything notable that has ever happened to me personally that's worth mentioning has got a connection with this message. Anything that's worth mentioning and commending at all has got a connection with this message. Amen. My salvation, my serving the Lord. Ten years ago, one of our song leaders in our church, an elder brother, had an operation for two weeks, and my pastor said to him, Brother Ray, just stand in the gap for us until the song leader comes back. Ten years on, we are still standing in the gap. <laughs> By the grace of God, 
It's been a blessing. I don't consider myself a singer, but I've accepted that it's something that the Lord has called me to do. I might not be successful in anything else in life, but just to be able to positively impact the lives of the purchased of the Lord and for them to say, God bless you for what you do for the kingdom. There's no higher honor than that. Just to know that you can touch somebody else's life and say, because of you, because of what you do, I love Christ more. So we thank the Lord for that. This convention has been special because our experiences are a proving ground to show that we are unbreakable by strength to strength as we rise in the Lord. That's what I have felt, that our experiences have even explained to us that they're a proving ground that you and I are unbreakable through the strength that Christ has put in our hearts. He doesn't want that strength to remain as exactly as it is, but he wants to grow it from strength to strength to strength. That strength is being developed because you are going through something. Everyone is going through something. But because of the previous services that we've had, I'm encouraged. I am very encouraged. My life will never be the same because of having been in Whitbank in 2016. So we'd like to thank the Lord for that. Amen. I also appreciate my brother for such a powerful word that we've received this weekend. What's an inspiration, some powerful thoughts from the almighty God. I am grateful to say we've been so blessed and we've added our leak of fire to the good music that you people have got and the good food. And I'm glad to say my brother has brought a good word. So... The trio in Lighthouse Tabernacle is still complete. I am confident about that. Amen. So, I, I know the pastor is, is, has mentioned a few times how he appreciates that the word that's been brought, but I just thought I'd make sure because I know a thing or two about Lighthouse Tabernacle. I've made new friends. Before Friday, I had a precious bosom friend that I talked to every morning. That's our precious deacon, Brother David Mpanyana. I appreciate you, brother. I love you with the love of Christ. There's been two more that's been added that are now on my speed dial. Precious Brother Senna. Precious Brother Solomon. Appreciate you. Amen. Love you both. Thank you for making us laugh and just, just relax in the Lord. I've been as relaxed as I could have been. Missed my wife, but I felt so warm and just helplessly happy because I've been among his believers. Amen. 
I've appreciated meeting again another bosom friend of mine, Brother Tinashe Mahere. I would like to also appreciate you for the confidence and the friendship, the love that you've shown to me. And I appreciate your wife and everything that you've done for us, for praying for me, for strengthening me, even in times of adversity and challenges in life. But we now know all our challenges are proving ground. And we now can say we are unbreakable. Amen. I'll certainly take a good word back home to my pastor and the church. I've had an opportunity to um, communicate via different platforms and just to show the people that we are having a good time. By the grace of God, we'll be flying back home tomorrow afternoon. And... I will certainly take some good experiences. And if the Lord tarries, I trust we'll meet at the feet of Christ. For there is going to be a meeting in the air. In the sweet, sweet by and by. One of these days we'll meet. But if that day tarries, we trust that we'll be able to come back with the family. And we can really see South Africa. And hopefully get a chance to see. I hear there's a a window of God somewhere. (laughs) Hallelujah. Maybe it will bring a different meaning to the song. The windows of heaven are open. The blessings will be falling. So I would like to appreciate you one more time. And just to say God bless you. Keep praying for us. We'll keep praying for you no doubt those that I've had a chance to get acquainted with and share phone numbers, certainly let's keep the fellowship divine going. I've appreciated the music. We've learned a few things. Um, Certainly the Skosanas, we appreciate you. Their music has taken off very, very well in the UK. Uh, Believers have already done remixes of their songs because we do try to sing their songs Amen. So we trust that if the time of life, if the Lord tarries when you come up, we can only hope and trust that we can share the blessings and hopefully join you in this special ministry that the Lord has given you. To anybody else I haven't mentioned by name, I certainly appreciate those that I've come to get acquainted to, many of you, but some that have said all the wonderful things out there have been strengthened by our experiences. I trust that. Let the enemy not lie to you. Whatever you're going through, God has got you. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't want to break you. He wants to make you into that stature of a perfect man in Christ. I love you all. Pray for us that we might remain standing. And in all our standing, we may stand. It's a double standing, especially in this end time. That's our desire. That's my heart's desire. So God richly bless you. I appreciate each and every one of you. And again, we just want to say until, until we meet again. Amen. God bless you. Pastor. All right. Another round of applause for Brother Amen. Pass our regards to your family. We 
will definitely be expecting to see you and will certainly commit to take you to God's window so that you've got God's view. Amen. We're the only province that can boost on the continent that we've got God's window. Amen. So God bless you richly. Uh, we really appreciate everything. May God grant you the traveling mercy and pass our regards to the assembly back home. Amen. As I indicated, Brother Tinashe will be back. I really appreciate what God is doing with uh, Brother Tinashe in Binoni uh, under the leadership of uh, Pastor Brian Naidu. Uh, a church has just been born and is just growing in leaps and bounds. Amen. Did not split. Hallelujah. It's an organic church. Amen. Believers coming from the streets, sinners being baptized to form a church. Amen. So we really, God, God bless you, Brother Tinashi. I often speak to him and I say, we support him. Amen. So God bless you. Eh, Muruti. Amen. You know, somebody was saying, Pastor Maliko is a short man with a tall faith, with tall results. Hallelujah. Every time when I speak, I just see, I say, ah, amen. You see, I was telling him, I'll come to this point, that he says, whenever you speak to South African, you'll pick up that he's a South African when they say, yeah, ne? Amen. But when you speak to a Zimbabwean, to uh, really show that uh, that one is a real such Zimbabwean, they must say, Ha! <laughs> so a South African says, Yeah, ne? And as must say, Ha! I said that one, Ha! <laughs> a round of applause, Brother Maliko. Amen. Brother Brenham says you can't buy a gift. You can't buy friendship. A friendship is a gift from God. And uh, I really consider Brother Crosby Maligo to be my friend sent from God. Amen. Uh, we've got so much in common in terms of how, how we think uh, there is our paradigms do dovetail, and that is why we managed to get along the way we are getting along. Uh, when I was in Zimbabwe, uh, Pastor Godwin Chitsindi said, ah, there's another man that you must meet you and think you are going to get well, very well together. And he managed to give me his number and gave my number to him, and he contacted me. And ever since that time, I say, He's my friend. From time to time, I phone Pastor Godwin Sitsindi. I say, thank you for arranging that this uh, friendship can take off. Amen. Yeah, you can say a round of applause. <clears throat> uh, friendship is not something that you take for granted. It's not easy to find good, reliable friends these days. Uh, a few 
when you consider them a friend not long you realize that you are bleeding behind only to find that is that friend that has put a dagger in your back so you must really really appreciate a friend that is sent by God and pastor Maliko is not only my friend uh, me I'm not selfish whenever I meet good people I introduce good people to good people it has always been my nature if I've got friends in the UK, I can't just keep them and say, ah, it's only my friends there. No, I introduce them. I say, hey, come meet this one. Brother Ray, here's the number for Brother Mpanyana. Speak to him. Hallelujah. Because when you meet a good friend, you know sir, a good friend that you must introduce that good friend to. Isn't it so? Amen. A round of applause for our friends all the way from the United Kingdom. Amen. And brother Tony, we really, since you are a friend of my friend, you are my friend. We really appreciate you and your wife. Amen. Even when he's not around, just come to Weedbank often. Amen. You're welcome even when he's not around. Amen. A round of applause for brother Tony. Amen. I think now we can give... uh, Pastor Crosby Maliko to to wrap up as we stand to our feet. Amen. Just give us a worshiping song. Uh, I think the main intention was that he came here with so much to give away and we wanted to make sure that we extract as much as we can extract from him and he goes back empty, home empty. Hallelujah. He will fill up when he's back home. Uh, how many have managed to extract from him? And how many are going to live out what has been preached over the past two days or three days? God bless you, Rachel. Muruti, we really appreciate it. You very much. Amen. Just a song so that you can relax. Amen. Rain, Jesus, rain, rain in a
Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, I normally don't like to come down when there is song service and specials because I'm an extrovert by nature. I get carried away and I lose my composure. I was supposed to be seated there like a noble minister who's thoughtfully, spiritually considering what is about to preach. See, that's why I say, Muruti, call me when everything is over. Because I know myself. So now this brother goes and takes the, the, the position. And I realize his name is Malaka. It's got an M and an L and a K. My surname is Maliko. It's got an M, an L, and a K. And I say, wow. And I listen to his quirky way of singing. And I see his quirky way of dressing. And I say to myself, that's a man up my street. Amen. Amen. How many know? See, I like that because my favorite music is actually from the Negro spirituals. Golden Gate Quarter. Just so you know, I'm being realistic. I like a man called James Cleveland. And he sings a song which says, I had chest pains all over my body. If you can figure out how a person can have chest pains all over his body, you can understand why he's singing the way he does. <laughs> he had chest pains all over his body. <laughs> so if you want to see whether God is alive, look around. Amen. <laughs> so I'd like to appreciate my brother. Praise the Lord. Do you love the Lord? You see, a convention is an atmosphere. It does go with the word now and again, but it's actually a time to loosen up. Amen. So the prophet preaches most like conferences with God. Amen. So I would like to say I've been well received and I'm so glad. I do have a habit of bribing people before the service starts in case things go wrong and you might not have some amens. So to those that we bribed before the service and you helped along through the preaching, may God bless you. We appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Amen. So glad to have made acquaintances with all of you for the glory of God. So happy to see my brother in a cream suit exactly like I was wearing yesterday. Amen. The detector's type of suit. Amen. That brother over there, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I would like to know where he bought his. So that I can go and buy another one. Amen. May God bless you, my brother. We all appreciate different things. And I'm just an awkward type of a person. I notice certain little things that you might not think have, have got somebody's attention. Amen. So I truly, truly appreciate how you've all treated me. You make me feel like a good preacher. And uh, that is excellent. It's the crowd that makes the preacher. You can prepare. You, you can prepare all your sermons. If the people are not responsive or pulling, you can actually lose your thoughts. Number one. Number two, in case you're a strong character that you, you seldom lose your thoughts, uh, if the devil just wants to embarrass you, something just goes wrong. 
but everything has gone perfect so far. So I truly, truly, truly do not take for granted your amens and your hallelujahs. Praise the Lord. I would like to give a special thank you to my brother from Jobek who's been going around with me, brought me to Wheatbank. I stay at his house, uh, Mr. Shamiarira. Amen. He, he raised us. Amen. I'm a very loyal friend. Uh, I'm sure Tony will tell you that uh, I am a loyal friend. Once you are my friend, you are my friend for good. I'm the type of a guy who grew up in the hood. I've got your back, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, uh, Mr. Shamiarira, the way he is my brother is that his sibling, his younger brother, was my best friend from when I can remember talking. So when we were growing up, I used to sleep at their house. He used to sleep at our house. Uh, they had a shabin. So sometimes they needed to have a fridge to put some beers. Uh, it also made our house a shabin because it also became the storage for the beer. That's how we grew up. So he was the first amongst our elder brothers to start working. So now and again, we needed money and uh, we needed a few things. He was so generous to me. He knows everything about our lives, our family. And then subsequently, he moved to Cherezi. My mother and my father were living in Mashingo. He knows everything about us. Amen. So I would like to give him a special salute in the company of my friends. And then I'm looking around, I'm trying to locate a friend of mine I grew up with. We only met today after 25 years. Philip Neruda, where is he? Ah, come and sit right in front, praise the Lord. Come over here, my friend. Amen, praise the Lord. I would like to be seeing your face whether I'm speaking the right thing because these guys, they really, really helped me to study the Bible. So if I say things that are not scriptural, I'll just... But if I seem to be going in a channel, just say, Kubendaba, praise the Lord. See, I suffer with uh, a low self-esteem, believe it or not, but it is true. And uh, I really get courage when you compliment me after the service. And you tell me, brother, that was a fine sermon. I'm always so unsure of myself. I rarely listen to what I preach because I'm afraid to spot some grammatical English errors where you say she instead of he and he instead of she. That just makes me. So I just want to say, if you are being blessed, to God be the glory. Amen. <laughs> I'd like to also appreciate, last but not least, my young brother Raymond. Amen. He is my sibling. Praise the Lord. He's a message believer. And that is priceless. Amen. To God be the glory. I've left my precious family at home um, with my three children, Sister Floy, praise the Lord. 
That's the, these are the guys I used to tell me. I don't know, brothers. I'm praying. I think I love that sister. Eh? Praise the Lord. You remember back in the day, Brother Philip would go and pray in the forest. You know, when I tell people that don't be a praying mantis, they think I'm not a prayer warrior. Tell them that when this fellow just goes. So that's how we avoided getting to realms because we could have been these modern funny prophets because we were on the verge of becoming those type of prophets just by enjoying. I was salvaged by the message of the hour through a quotation. Somebody asked Brother Branham, these people that bang their benches and scream and shout and speak in tongues, is it the Holy Ghost? And the prophet says, oh yes, it is the Holy Ghost. Only they don't know how to channel it. They just blow it a steam. That's when we learned now to put the power into the locomotive so that it can move and produce results. Because we, he had his own brother. His elder brother was called uh, Brother Cyril. And the other one that came from uh, Zion, what was his name? Simon. And when we said, let's pray, Ah, you'd pray and pray, and you think today, now I've gone, I've stretched an hour. Simon will be starting. <laughs> so I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, my zeal to show you what the message can do through quotations does not make me deep. It just makes me a person who likes to show you that the message can work all by itself. It does not need an amplified version. And the prophet does not need an invigilator. He does not need an invigilator. If at all there are quotations that seem contradictory, they are for unbelievers. Because the Bible already said, He, God, shall be a rock of offense. So certain things are put to not make sense to you. To push you out of the message so that we who love it can go on just the same. So that's what it is, brothers and sisters. All of these things are not for, believe, for, unbelie for believers and unbelievers. They are all for believers. Amen. So may God bless you. And uh, I would like to give you a farewell. With another sermon, I would like to say is a how-to. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you know how to use certain things, the message becomes a reality. If I was to go down the path of testimonies I've seen in my church, you see, I have a brigadacious outlook. I look like I'm very proud and arrogant. Ask those that grow up with me. I've always been like this. Amen. So if I go down to tell you what God has done with this message, you think, ah, this brother is so full of pride. I'm not full of pride, though you are not too far from the reality. I'm like David, in God I boast all the day long. And that is a scripture. Did you hear me? We have been oppressed. You see, once you've been under an oppression, you like to be liberated. We have been oppressed by demonic authority. When the message comes to give us real authority, uh, we turn the tables around. 
That's my ethos. That's my mantra. That's how I am wired. I don't take no hostages. I don't throw pity parties. I believe the word has got to do its thing. Will you allow me to preach one more service before I leave? As a farewell. Amen. I just want to ask a general consensus because we can do kanyani kanyani or we can do full throttle for the glory of God. Seeing you guys have a holiday until the 8th of August, we might as well give you homework. Something to mull over until you meet on the 8th of January. I'm glad I've come to see my tall friend and I've seen Butwatu. Butwani. Is that right? Butwani. Hey, can you join us? My children like that part. I'd like to teach you something. One, two, three. Could you join us? Aye, aye, aye. One, two, three. Ah, and I like that brother who goes, Baba! Daddy! I am begging by the mercies of God if someone can locate him so that I can just shake his hand. See, the problem is, if it was Negro spiritual like my brother, I could sing along. Brother Malaka, if we go Negro spiritual, I can sing along. God bless you, my brother. Don't change for nobody. Don't let nobody tell you it's arrogance. There is a difference. People don't understand the definition of humility. They think that if you buy a tie and you put it aside and you're not worried that it's in the middle, it's humility. That is why we had preachers in back in the day, we had ties that were on the side and a toothbrush that was coming out of here and a shoe that was bent like it's a protractor. And we thought that that was humility. No, brother, do things properly. If it's a tie, make sure it's right there. And if it's a suit, make sure it's matching. And it's coherent. And it's got to be straight from the watch. So that's why I appreciate my brother with his bow tie. We, you and I, need to be taking photos. And we open our Instagram account. And we say, come follow us. Because we are trendsetters. And then we will tell you, if you don't think that God is around, look around you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I value the love you give to Brother Ray. We live in a cruel world, so when you see where you are loved, it just changes your demeanor. It gives you value for life. And you even live better because you don't want to disappoint those that love you. You don't want to affect your acquaintances. So I'd like to appreciate you and all that young man also is taking me around. All you other Zimbabweans and all those that I bribed for the amens. I want my refund. <laughs> Praise the Lord, because you seem to be genuinely blessed. However, I'm really grateful. Give the Lord a hand in praise.
Let us sing that song. Just help us sing. Uh, uh, I'm pressing on the upward way, brother. Ray. And then I can, we can get into the word. I'm pressing on the upward way. New eyes I'm gaining every day. Oh, still praying as I'm on my bound. Lord, plant my feet. All I am. Lift me up, Lord. Lift me up and let me stand.
Hallelujah. Shall I ask you to turn with me to your Bibles? To the book of Nehemiah. Chapter 4. Do I have that little stick to move my coat? Nehemiah chapter 4. I would like for my brother to keep the co the scriptures just when I announce the titles, then we go to the scriptures. I'd like for you to help me with the projector. That's where it will be quicker. Amen. I would like to start from verse number 17. I'd like to also appreciate my cousin, Brother Chetty. Yeah, that's my nephew right there. Praise the Lord. We had some lacquer curry, you know. And I could see Murutis and them sweating over the mild one while we ate the hot one. So if I seem a little bit aggressive tonight, it's the pepper. Praise the Lord. Do you love the Lord? And it says here, they which builded on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laded, everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. Amen. This is the rebuilding. Hallelujah. So we are being told that if the left was holding the trowel, the right was holding the sword. Depending on where your strength was, if you are left-handed, you utilize the right for the weapon. If you're right-handed, either way, until their problems made them all become ambidextrous, they were now capable of dealing with the enemy from the left and the right. They all developed an art of using the left and the right. So I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, adversity will teach you skills that you thought you never were able to do. I believe in the book of David, there was a man who was quite renowned for using the left and the right until he qualified to be in the mighty man of valor. So I want to tell you, whatever problem you face, it's something that's trying to explore a tool you've never utilized. These people were found with no choice. They realized that they depended on the power in the tabernacle, rebuilding Jerusalem. But at the same time, there was an opposing force. So they were caught between rebuilding and fighting the enemy. And none of that stopped the progress of what they were supposed to achieve. That's what we are today. Don't pay too much attention to your problems. Pay too much attention to how you will defeat it. So, 
this is what the scripture says. For the builders, everyone had his sword guarded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. The one that sounds the trumpet. To say, the watchman that was watching. Nehemiah says he was by me. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large. They, don't, they, didn't, they didn't need a prophet to tell them the work is great and large. They had a vision. Because where there is no vision, people will perish. The work is great and large. And we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place thereof you hear the sound of the trumpet, resort you thither unto us. Look at what strategy. They are organizing their strategy. That when we blow the trumpet, retreat and come and fill the gap so that we know that we can fight. And he says, resort ye thither unto us. And then Nehemiah made this remark. I want you to read it with me. Our God shall fight for us. That's our title tonight. Our God shall fight for us. Whatever it is that you are going through, you must know that God will fight for you. In the Old Testament, he said to Moses, by my name Jehovah was I not known. Only by the name Almighty God. Amen. I'm, I'm inclined to read that scripture. Exodus chapter 4. Actually, it's Exodus chapter 6. Because it will be very handy for our sermon. Because if our God will fight for us, you must know how he will fight. So that you know how to also set the battle in array. You know, Brother Philip, when I tell people that I could never speak before people, they are thinking I'm trying to be very humble. Do you remember that all night when I was escorted by the deacons from the podium? <laughs> Back in the day, praise the Lord, I used to have such strange fright. I would shiver and shake. Praise the Lord. So I am what I am now. It's the grace of God. My friends are there to tell you it's the truth. Amen. Exodus chapter 6 verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. And I want you to see what we will do to the devil. And he says, For with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand 
shall he drive them out of this land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. Now when he says I am the Lord, he's saying I am Jehovah. If it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, in Hebrew it will be Adonai or Jehovah or Yahweh. So you must differentiate that Lord from the Lord that is capital L-O-R-D or just L-O-R-D. Amen. So when he says, I am the Lord. Amen. He's saying, I am Jehovah. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. So I want you to make a note of that. As we know that our God will fight for us. But he will fight as the Lord. He will fight as Jehovah. So if you now go out of this background and subsequently trace every scripture that is capital R, capital O, capital R, and D, L-O-R-D, praise the Lord. My Malawi was coming out, we substitute R's for L's. Pardon me for that, but you know what I mean. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you love him? Amen. Do you love him? Amen. It's all the same. So that background shows you that to the whole world, he was God Almighty. But to the children of Israel, he wants to be known as Jehovah. There is a difference there. He is God to everything. So the general concept of a universal God exists. But to his children, he is the Lord. He is Jehovah. So he says, by my name, Jehovah, was I not known. Now, once you say Jehovah, it means he is expressing his redemptive name. Lord God Almighty is not his redemptive name. It's what generally everybody knows him as. But Jehovah means he is Jairi, he is Tikenu, he is Rafa, he is Shama, he is Ra, he is your peace, he is Shalom. So he is knowing by his attributes and you will know him by what you are facing. While we are all in here, if the Lord is to deliver everybody, somebody needs him. As Rafa. Somebody needs him as Shalom. Somebody needs him as Jaire. Somebody needs him. Now, that only is to a predestinated people. Jehovah is not for anyone who is not in the message of their day. But God Almighty is even for the watchtower and for Jake Nishe. 
May God bless you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your nature because you have hid your wisdom in your Bible and have expounded your nature through the pages of the Bible until one day you came and gave a vision to your prophet and you said the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New. Lord, many people are so disillusioned about religion because they have known Lord God Almighty. But when you know Jehovah, you are very specific and you know that Jehovah cares for the every need of his people and he has provided redemption through his redemptive name. Father, undertake for us as we explore this little thought so that we can put a cherry upon the cake that's already baked that your people might live with a shout in their heart that they might be empowered to know who they are. Bless them and make them to know you, Lord, in the power and strength of your resurrection. Lord, I plead your blood and I ask that you might anoint me one more time. Be gracious to me this last service as you have been the previous services. Undertake, Lord, and thank you, Father, even for the testimony, O God, of our little daughter. We bless your name and we pray that you might continually keep her. And more so, Father, make her so exceptionally intelligent that she becomes a well-to-do little girl that her testimony might reverberate through the earth until it will be an encouragement in the name. Lord, I plead your blood and I commit, Lord, every soul in divine presence. Have thine own way and speak to your people like you know only how to, Father. We don't feel no ways tired because we know the power of resurrection is with us. Quicken us one more time that we might do due diligence and let your people know who they are in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless even Brother Tinashe in his ministry and all that he goes through, the challenges that come forth. Give him the wisdom of Solomon to know to come in and to go out. Father God and discern and know the right prescription for your children. Undertake for him and put the pillar of fire around his life, his family, his everything. Let the grace of God overtake him that he might know God is in control. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for Brother Madiba in allowing us to be a blessing to his church. Father, the trust of the pulpit. And above all, thank you for our elder brother Jitsinde for making this union a possibility. We bless your name for everything. For nothing is done, oh God, without your divine expedience and plan. We bless your name indeed in Jesus' name. Even bless my brother Koma Thomas, oh God. Oh Lord, as he's so humble enough to follow me all the way from Joe back. May you receive a blessing as well in Jesus' name. Bless his family to everything that pertains to him undertake in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand in praise. Now, if you feel you are tired, that's the devil. Because this is a convention. The Muruti has already given you time to rest. The one that should be tired is the one that should be preaching. So if I'm not tired, you can't be tired. So I want to put the devil and give him another kick on the, on the teeth. How many will say, yes, pastor? Yes, pastor. I want to kick him one more time. So that when I go to England and I sit down and tell my wife, and ask, how was it? I said, I was kicking the devil even in the last service. Yeah. Amen. Not a hoof will remain. Things are going to happen. 
Ah, your decibels are showing a bit of your canality. Be quickened. Be quickened. Amen. I've never seen anyone complain when Manchester United and Bayern Munich are playing and they get to extra time. Nobody says, ah, now I'm tired, I'm going home. They should have finished in 90 minutes. You are waiting there for the extra time. The first half of the extra time, if it still remains 0-0, you are waiting for the next half. Amen. Until the two halves of the extra time, you will be there all the time. And then they say it's going to be a penalty shootout. Then you are on the edge. says, come on, Beckham. Come on, Beckham. I need some people that say, now we are on the penalty shootout. We are about to kick and we need to beat the devil one more time. Is there someone that says something has got to happen? Our God will fight for us. Praise the Lord. By my name, Jehovah, was I not known. Nehemiah says our God will fight for us. If you read the story of Nehemiah from start to finish, you will notice one thing, that from day one, Nehemiah depended and relied upon God. God was his provider. God provided for Nehemiah a job to be a cupbearer because he was an upright man. The king did not want his relatives to even bear the cup because he was afraid he might be poisoned. So Nehemiah's integrity got him the job that made him test the king's drink. In case poison was put from the manufacturer, Nehemiah had enough faith to pray the poison out and sip the wine and then hand it to the king. That was all Jehovah Jairi providing a strategic job so that Nehemiah can one day come to work with a sad face because of the graves of his ancestors in, Egypt, in, in, in Jerusalem. And then the king is moved by seeing Nehemiah sorrowful because the king needed Nehemiah. That is why when Nehemiah took his expedition, the king never drank no wine because he never trusted no wine bearers other than Nehemiah. Right where you are at work, you are a Joseph or a Nehemiah or a Daniel. You are placed there strategically for such a time as this. Take seriously who you are. May God add blessings to the reading of his word. You may be seated in his presence. Are you happy? So Nehemiah said our God will fight for us. That's where we get our text. Then we read Exodus saying, by my name, Jehovah, was I not known. Only by Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty is universal. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. But there are things that are person specific. So if God says, by my name, Jehovah, was I not known. It simply means he does not want to be known by everybody but those that are predestinated for redemption. Because if he chooses to be known through his redemptive name, it means 
If you are unredeemable, you don't qualify to use Jehovah. Did you hear what I've just said? To redeem means to bring back to original position. Means something is lost in translation. Sometimes your life can get scattered. Sometimes it can get disillusioned. Sometimes it can get chaotic. But if you hang in there and you say, Jehovah, I need peace. He comes as shalom. Maybe all you need tonight is the peace of God. He is still Jehovah. Maybe you have peace, but you need something provided urgently. He can still be your Jireh. I just want to introduce my thoughts. Brother Branham in the message, seven compound names of Jehovah. Listen to what he says. Now, from here we want to make our quotation. That's what our prophet says. And now, I have written out on an envelope. Means Brother Branham came to church with an envelope. I've written out in an envelope here that I carried the seven compound names of Jehovah. In other words, it was what Jehovah is. Somebody say Jehovah is. And then is made up in these seven redemptive names of his. Now, God, let's read the next line together so that we don't sleep. His attitude towards the people from Eden, back to Eden, is wrapped in these seven redemptive names. The first one, being Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide a sacrifice. That's how the envelope was written by the prophet. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. Help us. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Tikenu, Jehovah Shama. If you look at the redemptive names, they are all summarized in one psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When you say the Lord is my shepherd, that's Jehovah Rapha. I shall not want because he's the provider. <laughs> All the scriptures of the Psalm 23, they epitomize the seven redemptive names. And David could speak that because he had seen him in action. When he wanted God to fight for him, after the Kayela expedition, there was the Ziklag expedition. And God made an Egyptian be taken out of an army and left to die. So that is Jehovah Jireh to David, to someone who is in the camp of the Amalekites. They left an Egyptian to die, but yet it was God. That man was fed and restored to health by David. And David was told what was happening. That was Jehovah Jireh. 
That was an action of redeeming his family that had been taken by the army. Are you with me? So when we say our God shall fight for us, we need to trace through the Bible. Every time God fought, he uses his redemptive names. Am I helping anybody? Now, listen to this. Jehovah Jireh, this is another one. Brother Branham is introducing his subject. Paragraph number six. Now, listen carefully. In Washington, D.C., my name is recorded. It makes me the what nationality I am, who my father and my mother was, how much I weighed when I was born, my description, my fingerprints of my thumb. You see, it's the expression to the nation who I am. And William Branham is recorded up there in Washington. That's my, my expression of me to the nation now. That is my name. Someone will ask, where are you getting with me this quotation? Brother Branham is saying, I do not know about the system in South Africa. But in my country, if you were born in the Midlands, which means Kwekwe, Gweru, Lower Gweru, Slovela, those places, there was one central office where you got your birth certificate. And there, they have your name, the name of your father, the name of your mother, your color, your date of birth, the thumbprint, everything. If you were born in Harare, we had a place they used to call Kwamjiti. They used to have an office at Market Square before they had Kagubi building. That is where if you say you are a Zimbabwean and KG6, if you want, if you lose your passport or if you lose your identity, if we go there, that's where we get your status of whether you are a Zimbabwean or not. That's where your expression to your nation is. Maybe in South Africa, the office is in Soweto. Maybe it's in Pretoria. There must be some government building which houses your expression. Just like William Branham says, my expression is housed in Washington, D.C. So if somebody was to till my identity, if we go back to my country of origin, there should be something that shows there is a stolen identity. That is why when you die, you require a death certificate to be put in the same file that that expression of you about your nation. And then they will stamp the file and write deceased. So William Branham is saying, that's my name. He's trying to simplify the word for people to understand. And he says, so when God came down from heaven to be king over the earth, he expressed himself to his subjects in seven compound redemptive names. Which means in heaven, he's the king of glory. But his ID, his birth certificate, his thumbprint, his place of origin is all covered in the seven redemptive names. Jehovah Jireh was his first name. It means God will provide himself a sacrifice. The next compound redemptive name 
is Jehovah Rapha, meaning, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And on the other, Jehovah, our banner, our peace, our shield, our righteousness. That's what he is to us. So God dropped his almighty power and took on a human identity so that we can identify him by his redemptive names. And he says, that's what he is to us. So we can't separate those names. If he's still Jehovah Jireh, he has to be Jehovah Rapha also. He can't just provide and not heal. He can't just heal and not give you peace. If you ever in your life saw one aspect of Jehovah, you should see the whole spectrum. This is it. That's what he is to us. If he's still Jehovah Jireh, he has to be Jehovah Rapha. The other quote says, his attitude from Eden to his people is still the same. If he was our provided sacrifice, he has to be our healer also. So the names are inseparable. That's the mistake that believers do. God has never wanted us to make him a one-trick pony. He has always wanted to have total deliverance. So the prophet goes on to say, when we accept him as savior, we must also accept him as healer, as our peace, as our shield, as our banner, all these redemptive names. And the prophet drops in this statement. Let's read it together. God's present attitude to his people, now different. Now, the same. So now, you find in the message, people rejoice over salvation because it's their provided sacrifice. And then they forfeit the other six benefits. So they are in the message without peace. In the message without healing. In the message without being shepherded. In the message. But they only accepted the lamp that took away the sin and they got saved and neglected the rest. So if we say, be provided for, it says, it's carnal, I'm satisfied. What kind of a person are you that gets satisfied with poverty? That's insanity. That's definitely insanity. Praise the Lord. Can I still preach? Listen to this. Let's repeat this together. When we accept him as savior, we must also accept him as healer. Which means a believer should not accept to die with the sickness. 
and say all things work together for good. I would rather die with sickness thinking that God will heal me anyhow. And he says, and if we accept him as our healer, we must also accept him as our as our as our all these redemptive names, God's present attitude to his people now, the same. Now I think myself that God has done just about all that there is to be done. And then somebody comes and says, we are waiting for something new. And your prophet is saying, God has done everything that just has to be done. Have you believed everything until you now need something extra? Do you see how we lie to one another? That's why I say I'm not a deep preacher. Because deep preachers, they are now left the Bible and the spoken word. They are now attacking the prophet. That's where their depth is. We are so shallow to still believe we haven't completed these ones. Says, listen to your prophet. Now, this is a keynote statement which will take you to Exodus chapter 6. He sent the law. Then he sent the prophets to back up the law. The law was for the whole nation. The prophet was to show the supernatural. God Almighty was for the whole nation. But the prophet was to the children of Israel to show the supernatural. The law was the letter. Letter of the law. But the prophet was a supernatural sign. And what he did for Israel, he does for the church today. Now, all that people are trying to do is elbow out that supernatural sign. Now, what will you do with this quotation? You want to serve a universal God. Prophets were only sent to the children of Israel. Because that's where redemption was. And that's where God showed the supernatural through his redemptive names. How many is happy so far? So now you see that every aspect of God, if you accept four things on the seven redemptive names, you are a Trinitarian. You've split God into three. You are saying, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You are worshipping Lord God Almighty. And we are worshipping Jehovah is your name. There is a difference between worshipping God Almighty and worshipping Jehovah. Or else you wouldn't have said, by my name Jehovah was I not known. 
That is why the language in the message is different to any church. Because we are not in the universal law for the whole nation. But we are sitting under a supernatural sign. Can I still preach? Now, this aspect of the quotes that I've shown you is an introduction. For you to understand how spot on our prophet was, we have to now go and navigate some pages in the Bible. There was a man, let's start with second, now we need to, I need you to be very fast with the scriptures. Second Chronicles chapter 13, I want to read verse 1 to 12. And then we slowly get into 14 and 15. So we're going to read three Bible chapters. Just so we annoy that sleeping demon. Praise the Lord. Now listen carefully so that you'll understand how God fights for us. Now, in the 18th year of King Jeroboam became Abijah to reign over Judah. He reigned three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Mishaiah, the daughter of Uriel of Gibeah. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. And Abijah set the battle in array with an army of violent men of war. Now let's watch the number. Even 400,000 chosen men. How many soldiers did Abijah have? 400,000 chosen men. Jeroboam set the battle in array against him with how many people? 800,000 chosen men. Now, these ones were not just 800 chosen men. These ones were mighty men. Which means Abijah had every disadvantage. He had a less number and less professional fighters. Jeroboam had a larger number of professional fighters. And they both set the battle in array. It is right. And Abijah, let's go, verse number four. And Abijah stood up upon Mount Zerarim, which is Mount Ephraim, and said, Hear me, thou Jeroboam, and all Israel. Ought ye not to know that the Lord, capital, Jehovah God, of Israel gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and to his sons by a covenant of salt. Abijah is not intimidated by numbers. He is quoting the promise of his day. Jeroboam has no scriptural promise Abijah, no, though he has less soldiers, he is standing on the promises of God. And he now, he is the one that opens his mouth first. That's why I said our God will fight for us. 
we are moving from defensive to offensive. Yet Jeroboam, this is still Abijah speaking, the son of Nebat, the servant of Solomon, he describes him that you got into the kingdom by an opportunity. You are an opportunist. You are a servant of Solomon, the son of David. Says, is risen up and hath rebelled against his Lord. You, you are a renegade. But we, we have a promise. And there was gathered unto him vain men. Because when a man is put in, he will be very sympathetic to renegades. So, he will be very liberal to sinners. Because he thinks that numbers are what makes his ministry approved. So he gathers himself with vain men. He becomes the rehabilitator of those that God has spewed out. The children of Belial and have strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, when Rehoboam was a young and tender-hearted and could not withstand them. There's you guys. You took advantage of real bombs, immaturity. And now you think to withstand the message of the hour, the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David. Ahijah knows that there is no way God can break his scripture. They might want to fight with us, but the Bible says the kingdom was given to David forever. Solomon lost the 11, I mean the 10, 10 tribes, but still Judah remains. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. It says, now you think to withstand the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David, and you have been a great multitude, and, and ye be a great multitude, and there are with you golden calves with Jeroboam made you for gods. Have you not cast out the priests of the Lord, the sons of Aaron? Now he is condemning it by representation. Says, you guys. There is no way God will fight for you. You've cast out the priests of the Lord, Jehovah. The sons of Aaron and the Levites. You've ordained everything and anything to be a preacher. And have made you priests after the manner of the nations of other lands. So that whosoever cometh to consecrate himself with a young bullock and seven rams, the same may be a priest of them that are no gods. And then he says, but as for us, the Lord Jehovah is our God. And we have not forsaken him. And the priests which minister unto the Lord are the sons of Aaron and the Levites wait upon their business. He's attacking them from all their church order, all the way that God cannot 
makes something work when it's condemned by representation. And they burn unto the Lord every morning, says, with us. That's why you ought to come every day. When you find a good church with a good pastor, that's not a hijack. That's not a castaway. That's not someone who split a church. Stand by that ministry. Because when the battle is against you, and it seems like you are outnumbered, he can stand and say, brothers, we still believe what the prophet says is the ultimate. They have discounted other quotes. We still believe every quote. And they burn unto the Lord every morning. Our priests are still at their post of duty. And every mean evening burnt sacrifices and sweet incense. And the showbread also set there in order upon the pure table. Which means your tables are not pure. And the candlesticks of gold with the lamps thereof to burn every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord our God. But ye have forsaken him. Don't be ashamed to tell someone that this is not the message. And God will not bless it. This is now Sangoma making itself religious. And Abijah repeats the words of Nehemiah. And after he has declared, and behold, God himself is with us for our captain. Which means don't despise our number. Think that because you are 5,000, you can change the doctrines of the message. Few as we are, God is still our captain. And his priests with sounding trumpets cry alarm against you. That's exactly what we are doing right now. Oh, ye children of Israel, fight ye not against the Lord, God of your fathers, for you shall not prosper. This wasn't a war of alien nations. It was Judah versus the rest of Israel. But the one that's standing on the promise is Judah. Jeroboam is a branch away of a renegade. And that renegade is a man-pleasing spirit. So to please everyone, he gives everyone an opportunity. So that he can be popular. Brother Branham never said popularity is to be well known. No, no. Popularity is to compromise the word. There is a difference between popularity and fame. The Bible says, then the fame of Jesus spread about. He grew in favor with both God and man. So when you're fame, if you do the right thing, you will be famous. If you do the wrong thing, you will be infamous. Listen to this. But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come from behind them so that they were before Judah. And the ambushment was behind them. 
Jeroboam just said, ah, no talking is cheap. I already have more soldiers. I'm coming. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord, Jehovah. And the priest sounded the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave up a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel, Abijah, before, before Abijah and Judah. Look at how funny and how so petty God makes them win. He makes them win the war by shouting. These ones have surrounded them. They cry unto the Lord. The Lord says, shout. 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 As they shouted. Israel was down. And the children of Israel fled before Judah. And God delivered them into their hand. Brother, God made them shout in such a way that the decibels were over-exaggerated that these 800,000 people who thought that these ones had an army of 4,000 now thought that those voices could actually be 4 million. And they began to run. That's what God does. He magnifies your footsteps like he magnified the footsteps of the lepers until the Syrian army ran. God just wants to show you that I fight for my people supernaturally. And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter. So they fell down slain of Israel. 500 chosen men. 400,000. Not one died. Just by shouting. If shouting could kill Jeroboam's army, shouting can cast out a cancer. Shouting can remove poverty. And it says, and thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed. Why? Because they relied upon Jehovah the Lord. Brother, and Abijah pursued after Jeroboam and took his cities from him. Bethel with the towns Jeroph and Jashana with the towns thereof, and Ephraim. Neither did Jeroboam recover strength again in the days of Abijah. That's where he got finished. He got finished by a man who was an underdog with a number of, that was less than his number, but yet his army has untrained soldiers. But the other one had an army with a mighty man of valor. What I want to submit to you tonight is that God wants you to rely on him. Are you with me? Let's go to chapter 14. Ahijah dies. He becomes the father 
He is the father of Asa. Asa now. So Ahijah slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days, the land had Jehovah Shalom quiet for 10 years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the sight of the Lord God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places and break Judah and, and break down the images and cut down the grooves and commanded Judah to seek the Lord. Look at his start. I want you to catch that. Seek the Lord. In other words, he was saying, be born again. Be born again. Asa renovated the terrain of the whole land to seek the Lord God of his fathers and to do the law and the commandment. Also, he took away out of all the cities of Judah the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him. And he built fenced cities in Judah for the land who had rest. Jehovah Shalom. And he had no wars in those years because the Lord had given him rest. You see the redemptive names. Therefore he said unto Judah, let us build these cities and make about walls and towers and gates and bars while the land is yet before us because we have sought the Lord our God and we have sought him and he hath given us rest on every side. So they builded and they prospered. So shall you build, so shall you prosper. So now Asa starts to consolidate his army. And Asa had an army of men that bear targets and spears out of Judah. 300,000 and out of Benjamin that bear shields and drew bows. 204 score thousand. All these were mighty men of valor. They realized that, mm, let's now train our soldiers. And they came out against Zerah the Ethiopian. Now, another king now heard what happened to Israel by Judah, the king of Ethiopia. Listen to what happened. And they came out against them, Zerah the Ethiopian, with a host of a thousand, thousand, and three hundred chariots. Thousand, thousand is a million. Another great army. Another bigger adversary. And came unto Maresha. Then Asa went out against him. And they set the battle in array in the valley of Zephata and Merasha. And Asa cried unto the Lord, his God, and said, Jehovah. Is nothing, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us. Oh, Jehovah, our God, for we rest on thee, and in thy name do we go against this multitude. Oh, Lord. Thou art our God. Let no man prevail against thee. 
Brother, there comes a time you need to excuse yourself out of the battle and say, Lord, it's your battle. Let no man prevail against you. When, when Asa spoke those words, that let not, it's nothing with you, Lord, to make us overcome with many, with a few, or even with those that have no power. He had read that there was a man in Israel called Jonathan who was a friend to David. And it came to a point when one day he was confronted with a war. He prayed and he said, Lord, you can save by many and you can also save by few. See, a lot of people seem to think that if you have a very large church, then you'll become very rich. Uh, uh, I just need five millionaires. Just five millionaires. And each one bringing a tithe of 50 million a year. So I don't need to compromise the message to have all the sassafras and the nonsense and the apostles and the apostles and superstitions and all them zimus. We need proper people in this message with a proper understanding. Can I still preach? So when the Lord was told, Lord, they shouldn't prevail against you, what did the Lord do? So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asa and before Judah. And the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people that were with him pursued them unto Gera. Imagine that small number pursuing a million three hundred people. A million three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. And the Ethiopians were overthrown that they could not recover themselves for they were destroyed before the Lord and before his worst. And they carried away very much spoil. <laughs> I like a prophet of God. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. He just wants you to rely on him. Then you get into an army which you know I have no size. And then you pray and excuse yourself out of the war and say, Lord, it's your war. Fight war. And the Lord comes in the war and says, ah, they killed them now. And then after he kills them, he gives you the reward. <laughs> and then you go home saying, we serve a living God. What, what is that song? Where's the brother who sings this kind God? Oh? Yes. This kind God. Oh. I never seen your kind. Oh. This kind God. Oh. We go into a war. Oh. Where there's more people. Oh. And yet we are less. Oh. And then we come back with change. Oh. 
Hallelujah. Brother, if I know that shouting brings victory and I'm expecting victory when holiday season is over, people will see me shouting and don't understand that I'm shouting for a car. <laughs> this kind God, oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they smote all the cities of Gera. Listen. For the fear of Jehovah came upon them. And they spoiled some of the cities. For there was exceeding much spoil. Brother, some of us will come from spoiling and say, I wonder how much we will spoil in the next war. <laughs> I wonder who the devil is going to inspire to fight against us so that we can have a testimony for Weed Bank. <laughs> we always want to come with testimonies. It took being in a treacherous position because God wants to be known as Jehovah. They smote also the tents of cattle and carried away sheep and camel in abundance and returned to Jerusalem. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. Now we've moved here. Eh? We are now in chapter 2. Look at now. Abijah had thorough respect for God. Is that right? Then you find his son Asa. His thorough respect for God. You must be able to distinguish what you are supposed to do. And do it properly. So now after the war is over, we enter now into chapter 15. Chapter 15, it says, And he went out to meet Asa. There was a prophet that came. From verse 1. Take it up, verse 1, so that we can just... The Spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. Oded is a prophet. And his son was a prophet. What came upon him? Not to say, no, he's a prophet. No, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Yeah, I don't want prophets that just come out of nothing. We want the Spirit of the Lord coming upon them. Why can't the Spirit of the Lord come upon those that we know already in church? We must have to accept and be pushed to accept some prophet from some far off country. They say, my brother, this man, he has a testimony like, no, 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 we want those that we know. We want to hear that, hey, brothers, <laughs> when the Spirit of God came upon brother so and so in church, because those nine local gifts are for a local assembly. Let me say this in Shona. I cannot quit a Madandara. Don't play soccer like amateurs. And most of those people, they come with an intimidating demeanor. 
if they greet you, it's as if they are descending. That's what I Now, if you have brothers that are businessmen and they are afraid some deals are not working right, he says, man of God, I've got some money, pray for me. Ah, anyway. Don't do things like that, man. I'm so sorry, brother. When I get angry, Shona just comes out sometimes. I'm sure you've noticed I can speak very good English, eh? <laughs> but certain demons need to be attacked in a vernacular. Even at Calvary, when Christ was raising that baby, he says, Taluta kumi, just, just to differ the language for a little while and then get back to the normal vernacular. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> Can I still preach? Amen. How many still say kubendaba? Yeah. Rambawakashinga. Now watch. The character we are examining is Asa. Asa, the man of God comes and he went to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you. While he be with him, and if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now, for a long season, Israel hath been without the true God. They had God Almighty. Not the true God. And they also didn't have a teaching priest. They only had a sacrificial priest. So you need to have a teaching priest. Somebody that is bold enough to say, though it's very, very superstitiously frightening, but I don't see it in the message. Is the convention still okay, Mruti? And without the law. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in those times there was no peace to him that went out, nor peace to him that came in. But great vexation were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. And the nation was destroyed of nation in the city of city. For our God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong therefore. And let not your hands be weak. For your work shall be. Those that have endured right up to the last service of the convention. Your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded the prophet, he took courage and put away abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out of all the cities which he had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that there was before the porch of the Lord. 
So after now, Asa now does the right thing because it's encouraging to know that you are walking right, things are right, God comes to vindicate. With the vindication, now it's even given him more momentum. Asa actually removed his mother from being queen because she still had some idols. That's how powerful Asa was. He obeyed his prophets that came by the spirit of God the right way. Are you with me? So because of, you continue to read, amen, the whole story. Let's skip now and go to Second Chronicles chapter 16. If you read the rest from, from, from Chronicles, now we get into Second Chronicles chapter 16. It comes to a point that Asa became complacent and he started to join himself with other armies and amalgamate when God's word calls for you to totally separate. You begin to have alliances with people you have no business having alliances with. So now, chapters, chapter 16, listen to this. And in the sixth and sixteenth year of the reign of Asa, Basha, king, king of Israel, up against Judah and built Ramah in the intent that he might let none go out and come in to Asa, king of Judah. And Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria. God has made you survive wars by fighting for you. Now you are bribing Ben-Hadad. That Jehovah, you are, no long, you are now actually taking money out of Jehovah's coffers. And you are sending to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, there is, a, there is a league between me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent this silver and gold. Go break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. He is now having political maneuvers. When God was blessing him without political maneuvers. When he beat Ethiopia, there were no political maneuvers. When he beat Aman, all those people that he beat, Jeroboam and everything, there was no political maneuvers. It was Jehovah providing Jehovah, fighting Jehovah, the ban, everything. Now he's successful. He doesn't have to have faith. He goes to the bank account. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of the armies against the cities of Israel. And they smote each one. Now they are fighting side by side. God is silent. And Dan and Abel-Meim and all the store cities of Naphtali. And it came to pass when Basha had it that he left off building of Ramah and let his work cease. Then Asa, the king, took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Basha was building, and the building, and he built therewith Geba and Mizpah. And at that time, God sees that, and he sends him a prophet. Because where there is Jehovah, there comes a prophet. And at that time, Hanan the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Yeah. 
you have changed your modus operandi. You are now relying on people when you relied on me. Don't you know I'm a jealous God? Now you are on your own. He had started right. But watch how he is now doing his things. Where he wasn't a political figure, he's now a political figure. And God says, ah, Hanan, go and speak. Look at Asa. The prophet is reminding him, were not the Ethiopians and the Lubims a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth, the whole earth, to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. You shouldn't bribe for promotion. Pray for promotion. Don't ever get into those work politics where you are just scandalizing the boss because you want a, a, to be promoted. Rely on the God that provided that job. For the eyes of the Lord, you see, it says, Herewith thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth, thou shalt have wars. God removes his Jehovah peace. Shalom. Then Asa was wroth with the seer and put him in a prison house. For he was in a large rage with him for this thing. Do you know who I am? Do you know what God did to me? Take him. Put him into prison. Because of this thing. And Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. His demeanor has changed. Now he's oppressing people. Now. He was a nice brother. Doing things by the word. Now he's now a Nicolaitan. He's conquering the church now. Don't never depart from the simplicity of God's leadership. Don't never have forged alliances. Just live right. Have the correct alliances. God will honor that. And behold, the acts of Asa, first and last law, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Huh. And Asa, in the 39th year of his reign, was diseased at his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease, he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers and died in the 140th year of his reign. Asa God wanted to be Jehovah. So he provided for him. He gave him the peace. All the attributes were being manifested in his life. And then he got so complacent. And then he threw away the simplicity of believing. And then the Lord said, let me give him one more chance. He had a disease of the feet. 
Maybe if he prays, because the same God that provided for him is the same God that would have healed him. And he forfeited to pray or consult God for his sickness. He only consulted physicians. And God said, as long as you will not humble myself to call me Jehovah Rapha, you will die with your sickness. Isn't this like many message believers? They come and they get saved. And they, they accept the provided sacrifice for their salvation. They will forfeit Rapha, peace, shalom. That's why after he forfeited the pieces, there shall be wars all the time. How many in here say, Lord, I want the whole spectrum of your redemptive names. Amen. So Asa is buried. Now we go to his son. His son, Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead and strengthened himself against Israel. Now, Jehoshaphat knew that his father died with the sickness of the feet. The issue was his father deviated from the word. He went and joined himself with Ben-Hadad of the Syrian army. Do you know there are some people who play each other because they think the other one is money, so their beds of a feather parambol lie together in the same proximity. Be friends because God has given you a friendly spirit. Don't be friends because of gain. That's the mistake of Asa. He wanted to gain advantage with the Syrian army. So they became friends. And God sent the prophet Hanan. And Asa got angry. And he imprisoned the prophet. So Jehoshaphat now is now reigning. Jehoshaphat. He combines with Ahab. Jehoshaphat. He's such a good friend. And he says, ah, you know what? He wants to unite Israel and Judah. He knew that his father's mistake was going out of the parameter of God's people. All other ones were under the mighty God. They are supposed to be under the Lord God. So now, he joins with Ahab. And God comes. and says, Ahab just comes and says, Do you know that Ramoth Gilead is ours? And Jehoshaphat says, yeah, 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 yeah. I read the scriptures. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. He says, all right. But brother, before we go to war, let us consult. And Ab said, ah, no, we are. Let's bring all the prophets. And all these prophets came, 400. And they all prophesied and said, Ramoth Gilead is goals. Others were so dramatic in their prophecy. Like they made horns and came like, with these horns you shall go and overdo it. You know, these theat theoretical things that people like. These things that they'll go home talking in the car that, did you see the anointing? And... Uh, Jehoshaphat made the strangest thing. I never knew why Jehoshaphat required one person when there was 400 prophets. 
The mystery is, he knew that when a king is backslidden, true prophets are put into prison because he saw that his father, he had put Hanan in prison. prophet said, go, 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 go. He said, is there not one? And then he said, yes. He doesn't prophesy good about me. He says, I'll let not the king say so. Bring him. When he heard that, he says, mm, this spirit, I know it. This is exactly what brought down my father. My father put a man of God in prison because he prophesied against him. Yeah. So if there is one that is in prison, it's probably he's the genuine one. That's how he was able to dispel the 400. So that's the mystery of that one, Mika. It was because the guy was trying to not replicate his father's life. So when Mika came out, he knew that this is the true prophecy. So when they went to war, Ahab gave Jehoshaphat his clothes. And every arrow from the previous army said, don't shoot, any, don't shoot anyone. Look for Ahab. And Jehoshaphat was wearing Ahab's clothes. And the arrows were not going any direction. They were just coming to him. He says, ah, let me show my face. I might die for things that don't belong to me. Yeah. <laughs> he took off his crown. Says, I'm the king of Judah. He says, okay, no, fire, no problem. You, you are right. Until even the prophet said, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't have regarded you. That same spirit that Asa did to put a man, Hanan, in prison is exactly what Ahab did and put Mika into prison. All that, they are refusing the Lord's principles of his seven redemptive names. They accepted his first initial salvation, but they never accepted his provision they never accepted his leadership, his shepherding. They never accepted all the other things. That's the mystery of why certain people fail under Jehovah in the message of the hour. You become too complicated for the simplicity that you were led through and by, by the same God. Do you see that? Now, You've often wondered why did Jehoshaphat learn that lesson by observation? He knew that there is balm in Gilead. His father could be healed of his feet. But his father would never have anyone lay his hands on him or pray with him. He just said, ah, as long as we have doctor, we have an acupuncture to make sure that they do the Chinese herbal medicine. And then we have uh, the chiropractor and all these other feet medicine. And if they don't do it, I'm not going to pray about it. And God said, I'm going to make those feet get gangrene and rot and smell until you die. Because he still wants you. For when he's supposed to heal you, he still wants you to acknowledge him as Jehovah, your healer. When you still want peace, he still wants you to acknowledge him as Jehovah, his peace. If you neglect any of his redemptive qualities, 
you will be a very, very successful person in other areas. In other areas, the Lord will remain quiet until you summon his power for that particular area. That is why the prophet says you can see a prostitute come out from the street and come and accept healing while a believer is there. The believer has been there for so many years and they are not interested. They've heard about it. They've seen it all. They've said so many times. The presence of Jehovah does not enthuse them anymore. And God will say, okay, I'll save you, all right. But you are separating me from my healing qualities too. You want healing to come osmosis or by diffusion. You pray for it. You seek it. Because then you get to experience his other side of his redemptive names. I don't know whether this is helping anybody. So, <laughs> Jehoshaphat, you read it right up to chapter 20, you will see that it's a very, very peculiar story. Jehoshaphat, when he learned his lesson, and then now Ben Haddad was now surrounding Jehoshaphat to kill them. Jehoshaphat sought the Lord, and someone had a spirit, the spirit of the Lord came and dropped it upon a brother. And they were told that shout, the same method that the father used, the same method that his grandfather used, they shouted to victory. And the spirit of the Lord came and told them that tomorrow the enemy shall come from this angle and this angle, and you shall smite them from this angle. And God went and smote everything. That was now the valley of Baraja. God killed people. He still wants to kill demons for you. He still wants you to trust him. He still wants to be Jehovah Jireh. He still wants to be Jehovah Rapha. He still wants to be, his attitude is still the same. Let's go to my quotes as I conclude with my quotations. Now, do you understand that quote based on that little story from the Old Testament? Now listen to Brother Branham in the message, Going Beyond the Camp. I extracted this quote from a sermon I preached, which I called Full Coverage Policy. The prophet of God says, Now, we found out that he dwelt them among his prophet. He then became a stranger to them, for he dwells only in his word. Where does God, God dwell in? To confirm it, the Bible said that he watches over his word to confirm it. He is trying to find someone. Say, I am here if you are here. And Brother Branham changes his statement. Is like an insurance policy. When you get an insurance policy, you might as well get a full coverage. Don't get third party. Asa had third party. Most believers in church have third party. Which only pays for the other guy. Get a full coverage policy. And the prophet says, and that's what this blessed assurance does for us. 
It's a full coverage policy. It caters for my health. It caters for my joy. It caters for my healing. It's Jehovah's redemptive names. It's a full comp. When you have a full comprehensive insurance, you even get a KTC car. Even when you are wrong, you pay the other guy, you get a KTC car. You still keep driving. But when you have third party fire and theft, you've lost a car. And if the damage is extensive and you've beat, you, you've bumped into someone with a Mercedes, you will pay excess. With your Morris Minor into a Mercedes GL. The message of the hour is a full coverage police. Give God the praise, someone. This is how what it covers. It covers all we have need of here in this life. And it also covers our resurrection and it also covers our eternal life. It includes everything. It includes houses, cars, health, rapture. Oh, I wish someone had me tonight. Get a full coverage policy. Seven redemptive names. Every obstacle and desire and need and challenge that comes to a child of God is covered by the seven redemptive names. When you accept him as Jehovah, he's Jehovah all the same. He covers every aspect with a full coverage policy. Or touch your neighbor and say, no third part. That good old-fashioned gospel, it was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for William Branham. And it's good enough for me. If it kept my prophet, it can keep me too. Somebody say, Amen. When you accept, that's what Asa forfeited. He ended up with a third party police when he could have had a full coverage police. This is what happens when you have a full coverage police. I'm about to close. Brother Branham in the message on certain sound, he started to speak about the third pool back then, but it wasn't in full maturity. And he's speaking to his mother-in-law and now he's having an altar call before the finish of the service, just like I'm having right now. I'm, I'm finished now. I just want you to have this altar call so that you hear what happens in the message that the prophet preached. So that you understand that if you are not getting, if you don't have peace, don't, your prayer point should be peace. You should, seeking, should be seeking Jehovah, Shalom. 
someone else. Brother Branham is praying. Just before we pray, he's having an altar call. I'm going to pray. Ask God that he will help you. Yes, that's what we're about to do. He sees your hand. God bless you, young man. I see your hand. Oh, God bless you over there. Someone else, God bless you, brother. I see your hand. And Brother Branham says, oh, the blessedness of believing. The blessing of not trying to figure it out. The blessing of just resting on God's word. And say it's true. And go on. It's life. It's life. It's real living. And then Brother Branham says, My dear loving old mother-in-law, Setting back there. He's trying to encourage people to believe. My dear old mother-in-law sitting back there. When I was telling her yesterday about it. What? The supernatural power of God that we're supposed to be living under. She said, Billy. Testimony time. People that believe God for all things. Like my brother, we had a, we had a car. Who, the car radio wasn't working for two years. Got a CD from the Skosana family. And he says, but let me just put it. It might work. And it went. It played for two years. It was quiet. But today, they were rejoicing. Is that right, my brother? When you were sharing that testimony, I went to my room. I called that young man. I said, let's put this coat. Is that right? You inspired this coat. Give God the praise. I believe in a God that can be an auto electrician and fix car radios. I believe in a God that can take care of everything. There's another coat. Brother, a brother had a car that had an engine knock. They wanted to go to church. And they said, Brother Branham, could you just pray for my car? And Brother Branham said, do you actually believe that if I pray, it will work? And the brother said, yes, Brother Branham. And Brother Branham said, so I prayed. And, and he says, he took a pause. He says, guess what? And it worked. <laughs> You can't take me away from this message. You are too late. I've done sin too much. Somebody say amen. <laughs> so Brother Branham is sharing the testimony. He says, she said, Billy, I had a clock and it couldn't run. Said, I just couldn't stay without that clock. I didn't have money to buy another one. So said, I got down and said, God, make that clock run for me, will you? Said, she looked up and it started running. <laughs> the God who was an auto mechanic became a watchmaker. <laughs> when you rely on God, it excites God. When you take him with all his redemptive names, it makes him happy. God fixed a watch. 
Can't he fix your body? Can't he heal your body? Can't he heal your body? Can't he give you a blood transfusion from Calvary and kick out sugar diabetes? If he can fix a watch like that. And the prophet says, God, make that cloak run for me. Will you? And Brother Abraham says, she looked up and it started. I guess God even corrected the time. He's a good God. Oh. How many worship a good God? Oh. Say praise God to a good God. Oh. Hallelujah. In case you are so complicated, you think he comes for complicated things. He fixed a watch. And listen to what the prophet says. After a few days, her refrigerator, she had a couple, a couple of days after that, couldn't defrost. Kept defrosting. Just a little spot there, it couldn't hold ice. She done everything she could to keep it from defrosting or keep it from defrosting because she couldn't keep her butter and stuff in it. This is Brother Branham's mother-in-law. He had money to buy those things. But she's believing that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New. He still does the same things. I wish I had some crazy folks. I wish I had people that knew we are in the dying minutes of the convention so that we can kick the devil right where he needs to be kicked. Somebody say amen. And the prophet says, because she couldn't keep her butter and stuff in it. Poor old thing. She's a widow. Her husband is in glory. That's my father-in-law. Give his last testimony over here to my left-hand side before he went home. What did she do? She got down. No, she didn't have money to buy another refrigerator. She said, God... She said, God, will you be merciful to me again? And she said, you know me and my crazy prayer requests. How many want to be known for crazy prayer requests? How many want to be known for depending on God for everything? I want the I, I, I want the I want the band to be ready here. And my brother with this God God will come right here before we want to kick the devil and Jabula before we go because his redemptive names. She says, You know me. Listen to the prayer. Start my refrigerator to freezing again. Will you? She said, she got up and went and looked into the refrigerator and it was froze around. 
she came up from her prayer knowing that I know when I stand up to God there, I don't have to know how he does it. He can fix fridges. He can fix clocks. He, he can fix a car. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rafa. He's Jehovah Tikenu. He's Jehovah Yobana. He's Jehovah Your Peace. He's Jehovah Shalom. Come on, somebody, give God the praise. And the prophet says, she got up, looked into a refrigerator, and it was froze around. And the prophet says, be simple. Just ask. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to study it. Don't mentally figure it out. Just believe it. Just believe it. Just believe it. Believe it with your soul. By my name, Jehovah. He wants to be known through his redemptive names. Every particular need a child of God has is covered by the redemptive names. He is a good God. This kind God. Hallelujah. This kind God. I have never seen your time. This kind God. God 
is here tonight. That kind God, didn't I tell you we are playing in the penalties? Right now, we've defeated the enemy. 5-0. You don't have to be complicated. Be simple. With our eyes closed. If you need him as Jehovah Jireh, just ask and say, Lord, you are my provider. If you need him as Jehovah Rapha, you want him to heal you. You want him to restore you. In this atmosphere of revival, don't go back and pick up the things that were frustrating you. God did not heal Asa because Asa never asked for healing. You get what you ask. If you want to be delivered from financial distress, be simple. Just ask. Look at Brother Branham's mother-in-law. Lord, fix my clock, will you? Lord, it's me, you know me. My fridge now. God is happy at providing for you. I will ask Brother Madiba to commit us before the Lord. Can you speak the benediction over God's people? With our eyes closed, here is a priest in this location. I want him to speak words over your life of prayer. Shall we pray? There is no God like you. That's why we said this kind of God, we have never seen such type. And Heavenly Father, Brother Crosby took us and showed us how you can do great things and how you can do little things. There is nothing that is big that you cannot do. There is nothing that is too little that you cannot do. And Lord, this evening, here we are standing under this atmosphere and we have seen how you operated in the life of the prophet. And Lord, I believe the same God that was there is the same God that is here tonight. And your people are here, they have raised their hands. And as the prophet of God says, just believe, don't figure it out. Just believe, just be simple. And this evening, we just want to believe. Because all things are possible to them that are believing. This evening, Heavenly Father... May you make our doubts to evaporate, O oh God. May we see the realities of your weight. And Lord, as we have heard that once we speak the weight, it becomes God in action. Whatever we confess this evening, O oh God, may you make it to be a reality. Your people are needy people, dear God. If these are the financial needs, may you grant it, Heavenly Father. If it's spiritual needs, may you grant it, Heavenly Father. If it is marital needs, may you grant it, Heavenly Father. I am more than persuaded to believe there is nothing that you cannot do tonight, O oh God. If their hearts are expecting, O oh God, you are willing to grant them their heart's desire so that you can prove that you are not the historical God, but you are the God of today, O oh God. May you come in our situations. 
May the situations that frustrated us before the convention, may you change them, O God, so that we can look the devil in the eye and say, devil, you are a liar. God has spoken to us. God has done the miraculous to us. We don't believe your report. The man of God has spoken and said, God can do it. And we can see that God is doing it. Help us to believe, O God. If there are sick and afflicted in our midst, if you can fix a clock, how much more about a brother that left his old denomination and left the things of the world and got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and started living for you. You are more than able, O God, to touch his body and make him whole. If you were able to fix a refrigerator, how much more about a sister who accepted the message against her friend's wishes, against her family's wishes, and let go of the trousers and began to dress modestly and accept the Lord as a personal savior. If you can do for the refrigerator, how much more about somebody that has taken sides with you? I believe you can do it tonight as you are moving from seat to seat. May you touch them, Heavenly Father. May you grant them their heart's desire. May they be testimonies, O God. We bind every spirit that tormented your people. We set your people free. We set your people free. May they receive their liberty. Thank you for our precious brother Crosby. You used it in a very special way. He has been of much of help over this weekend. And Lord, as we are normally sing a song, I can hear chains being broken. As he was preaching here as a pastor, I heard several chains being broken. And I could see the enemy was not happy. And we care less of how he feels. Because we are concentrating on our liberty. And indeed, I can proclaim and say your people are free. Help them to realize that they are free. Whatever was a problem is no longer a problem anymore. Because you have resolved all the problems. If there was a sickness that was bothering them, that sickness is gone. May you realize, may you make them realize what you have already done. And as these brethren will be going back home, they traveled over 6,000 miles to make it to this place. May you grant them the traveling mercy. They have been such a blessing. And Lord, we love them. May you preserve them for us. May you continue to bless Brother Ray. For him to open up, to encourage us. That when he was going through a trial, he was able to speak to his daughter. And say, daughter, we do smile in the midst of the trial. What a character. What a testimony. May you bless that family. May you fight their battles. May you make their plans to be a reality. 
May you raise them to be a testimony that even unbelievers can see through them that this God is alive. And Lord, we pray for Brother Maliko and Sister Florence and the assembly back home. May your spirit move, bring such unity, such harmony. May there be results in the United Kingdom that the people can see indeed that this message moves from strength to strength. It moves from power to power. It moves from glory to glory. It can never degenerate because we are in the presence of the Shekinah glory. Lord, I want you to bless all men and women that have made it to this place. And even those that had to live early, may you bless them, Heavenly Father. And as we are moving into the new year, may you make all their plans to be a reality. And in 2017, we declare every demon bound. And we set all the blessings free upon your children. May they realize that it doesn't take much. All it takes is just to believe. Thank you, Father. As we take this whole conference back to your capable hands, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we are much thankful. Amen and amen. May God bless you. You have been a good audience. This good God I have never seen his kind who he fixes fridges. He deals with watches. Even your car. He fixed the radio. He resurrects fishes. He heals dogs and opossums. Amen. To God be the glory. Praise the Lord like to appreciate you folks. I wish we were starting the convention now. <laughs> Amen. A round of applause. Amen. Goodness. I think the musicians have been awesome. They've been awesome. You have been such a blessing. Just increase the momentum. The devil hates it, but we don't care. Keep on with that momentum. Uh, he, he should, we are gonna, I think he will dismiss us with a song. He, he will dismiss us with a song. Yeah. I walked out of the building and I found a receptionist and she didn't care. Her boss was looking. She was just having a good time. <laughs> Moving this way and that way. And she said to Brother Chetty, I'm coming to church. You say you're opposite. I'm coming to church. Because why? The anointing invaded Protea Hotel. 
Amen. And we just want to thank the leadership team here at home, the board. Amen. This means sometimes we, we really stretch them too far. And they allow themselves to be stretched too far. They've got a spirit of servant wood. You, you'd be amazed of things that happen behind the scene to make such conventions to be a reality. It doesn't come easy. It takes a toll, but they, they are resilient. Amen. And we really thank God for them. Just a round of applause for the board. There are families that have opened us for us to go and have home cooked cooked meal. Amen. We had the Mbanyana family, we had the Chetty family, and we really had a good time. Uh, just a round of applause for them. I know the believers from Brother George Martin's church were here. Just a round of applause for them. I know believers from Northwest were here. Just a round of applause for them. I know believers from Logos Tabernacle were here. From Pastor Moses Tebele. A round of applause for them. I see some believers from Pastor Makola. A round of applause for them. You see, whenever people uh, decide to visit you, these days it's not easy to visit another message church because we have become very suspicious of one another because some churches have been hijacked by prophets. So we are not sure if I go there some prophet that doesn't even know the message will try to discern me. So you just avoid. So for them to visit us, it shows that the level of suspicion is neither the, is not there or is to the minimum. Amen. A round of applause for all of them. And then we want to thank God for the local assembly, for their prayers, their support. A convention normally is based on the strength of the local assembly. If there is no local assembly, you can't have a conference. A round of applause for them. Now, if we have missed anyone, it is not by design, just an oversight, but we believe everybody has been appreciated. And then just to make sure that we have not missed everyone, let's just clap hands for everyone and clap hands for yourself. So as I indicated here at home, we have given you a leave. Just go uh, visit the family. You know there are some cultish tendencies these days where people are being separated from their families. That is not the message. Hallelujah. You visit your gogo, 
you show that you are a believer, you become respectful so that they can see the light through you. Are we together? Amen. So I encourage you, stay with the family, visit the family over this leave. And on the 8th of Jan, we are back at Lighthouse Tabernacle. Hallelujah. And I hope you'll come with some vava vum. Or these days you say is vrpa. Amen. With some horsepower. Amen. So we have appreciated everyone that has been here. Amen. Goodness. I think you guys must just record a CD. How many agree? It, it goes without saying. Amen. Arrange something for us. It's good to listen to believers when you are driving. And the more we, we, we have a proliferation of music by message believers, the better. Amen. Then don't be listening to these other people that are jealous. Do what you are best. Do what you do best. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, yeah. The Instagram crew. Amen. There's a photo shoot here. I don't know. Normally when they play soccer, they normally say there is a man of the match. It looks like Brother Malaga has been the man of the match. you have made his life easier next time when he does something and people don't like it say ah you may not like it but brother Cosby from UK loves it (laughs) (laughs) it looks like you might secure an air ticket for when I visit England at this rate Amen. Just uh, two songs. And then thereafter, if you doubt that God is around, look around. I can't even develop that huskiness. God bless you. Traveling mercy. Maybe... Let's leave you with a quote. So just say, hey, that Mufun is never even ready for us a quote. You just say, save travel. No, remain standing. It's not a long quote. And I'm not looking for it. I'll find it. Unless if the devil made it to disappear. Okay. This is in the message. The, the Revelation series. It says, I wish to each one of you all the most successful and blessful and healthy new year that I can wish to you. God be with you. May you grow both physically, spiritually, financially, 
materially. Everything that God can bring upon you, I pray that you will do it. How many receive it? Full coverage. Full coverage. Full coverage. Full coverage. Amen. Don't ever pretend like you don't need money. And you misquote scriptures and say, ah, money is the root of all evil. No, the love of money. And money answereth all things. Being broke is not holy. All right. God bless. Ikoni mikele, ikoni tu na pesa ya welizwe. Luna la ma, la ma fu, oh Azul, azul, afune. 
my hands hot.
look at the sea And then I realize No man can pull it out I said to myself, no man can tell I see the clouds hanging over my head. Lord, I know no man can pull it. If you think God is dead, mm, you better look around. There must be rainbows here, but no one, no one can find it. We all got to die one day But no man can tell me Who else could make the moon and the sun shine over every city in every town So if you think God is dead No, 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 no You better look around You can look at the trees and even you can look at, at the mountains. You'll see God. He's alive. But we're all gonna die one day. But no man can tell. I meet Who else Could make the moon And the sun Shine Over every city And every town So if you think God is dead You better look around. If you think God is dead, you